I'm really here to tell a story. I'm here to tell a story how, how Mars has approached one of its most critical raw materials, uh, what we've experienced, what we've learned, uh, and then really what our aspirations are, are, for, are for the future. Um, in terms of cocoa, I'm guessing that most of you in the room know that uh, cocoa is very important to a, to a chocolate company, right? We can't make chocolate without cocoa. Uh, maybe you don't know, though, that cocoa comes from five to six million uh, small farmers around the world, right? So in mostly poor, pretty remote, remote places. And then you also may not know uh, as well that, um, that in terms of uh, developing countries and places where cocoa is grown, in some cases uh, that, can, that can be uh, 10 to 15 percent the GDP of a developing country like, uh, like Cote d'Ivoire, who happens to be uh, the leading producer of cocoa in the world. Right? So in terms of uh, stakeholders, in terms of importance of cocoa, it, it hits on um, multiple levels. When we do a, a analysis or, or dig in on a raw material that's critical to our supply chain, uh, one of the things we'll look at, at initially is, is, is the yield. And if I was to show you corn initially, uh, you'd, see, uh, you'd see a chart like this, and you'd probably say, that makes sense. Since 1930, uh, people have been working on corn. There's farms are, farmers are more professional, all kinds of uh, developments in science and agriculture. Uh, it, you know, a six-fold increase in the yield of corn probably would, would make sense to you. When you would uh, look at cocoa over that, t- that same time span, uh, it's like shocking. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, really, with all the science, all the investments, uh, all, all the money, the programs by NGOs, industry, governments, uh, professors, universities, all this, and, and, and in the end, uh, after nearly a century, we end up with with really uh, no net gain in, in the yield of cocoa. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. It's, 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 it's amazing. So why that's important is that really that yield uh, impacts incomes, right? And that yield and in, in, in income at the center of sort of this kind of cycle of decline that we've experienced in cocoa. So, it's, so it ends up being this cycle that sort of reinforces uh, uh, each aspect of it. But it starts sort of economically. So you can imagine if, you're, if your yield of cocoa is flat... That's really like a net, a net decline in, in, in income. And uh, in terms of really then having uh, income to reinvest, whether you were trying to reinvest that back in your own farm, so if you're trying to address planting material or fertilizer or trying to be a better businessman, that doesn't happen. Uh, in terms of then your community really being a vibrant, revitalized, uh, strong rural community, that's not happening. So there's lack of education. Uh, there's lack of resources for health. Uh, that the reinvestment isn't happening. And each one of these things just tends to feed off one another, and you end up in this situation of really a, uh, a cycle of decline. Then when you look at uh, just the industry as a whole, so um, thanks to most of you in this room, I'm, I'm assuming most of you like chocolate, and thanks to you, there's a growth, uh, a heavy growth in, in the chocolate industry. So if you look historically, chocolate has grown... Uh, roughly about 3% per year historically, and it's projected to grow even more than that in, in, in the future. So when you look at that kind of growth industry-wise, and then you, uh, th- th- then you look at uh, you know, stagnant, plateauing yields, you end up with this kind of a scenario. So we're, it's easy for us to project really a million-ton deficit in the cocoa supply when you get out, to, get out to 2020. So in terms of the situations right now, in terms of sort of describing where we're at, uh, it, it's not a great scenario for cocoa farmers. It's not a great scenario even for the industry. So what do we do? Well, we mentioned that, that at the heart of that was, uh, was, product, was productivity. And, uh, and it's really just a, a reversal of that sort of cycle of decline, right? If we're able to increase 
uh, productivity. Clearly, that can increase farmer income. Farmers then can, uh, can, can start to reinvest in the things we talked about earlier in terms of improving their, uh, improving their livelihoods, improving their communities. But then also you see really the key investment in terms of reinvesting back into farms. That's where you start to get sort of uh, uh, greater gains in terms of environmentally, in terms of uh, social programs, and in terms of then really starting to take care of all the stakeholders that are in this, that are in this supply chain. And is it being a win at the farm level? Is it being a win for these pr- producer uh, countries? And, of course, it ends up being a win for uh, the chocolate industry as, as, well as, uh, as well as consumers. And the good news about this focus on productivity is, like, we know what to do. Uh, we, we showed the, the, I showed the graph earlier around corn, and, and clearly there's, there's lots of science, there's, there's lots of information out there. It just needs to be applied. So with, with just something as simple as, as a productivity package, something that addresses the three elements of productivity in terms of making sure farmers are trained, making sure that there's uh, improved planting material available, uh, making sure there's access to fertilizer. It's, it's basic uh, uh, nuts and bolts, block and tackling kind of stuff, but it hasn't been delivered to the cocoa industry. But by focusing on, those, on, that, on that simple productivity package, you can triple the yield of like the average farmer. And it's as simple as this. So that's really sort of uh, the foundation of the, of the Mars cocoa sustainability uh, 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 program. You know, it really is trying to create that shared value, but doing it at a foundational level, really focusing on the farmers first. These are sort of the key three elements of it. So, uh, so I've mentioned sort of the, uh, the planting material. We've really spent a lot of time and focus in sort of that scientific area. Um, there's been a lot of money and research put into researching corn, as, as demonstrated, but really there hasn't been sponsors of, of looking into uh, the science of, of cocoa. Um, so that's something we've, we've been able to sort of be our unique, our con- contribution. So in terms of looking uh, hard at cocoa, improving that planting material, that's been a key focus of, us, of ours for our, our program. Then also the next piece is that productivity package I mentioned. So uh, there's three elements. If you refer to that sort of as being technology, it's really about transferring that technology at scale to farmers. Like, how do you do that? It's, it's a simple package, but how do you really deliver that at scale? And I'll talk in a little bit, a little bit more about um, a program we have called Vision for Change where we're doing that. And then the last uh, point there is around really making this commitment to, um, to a certified sustainable uh, uh, sector by 2020. So when we did that in 2009, uh, we were the first uh, chocolate company to do that. And, uh, and it's been fraught with all the things you've been talking about today, right? Like, how do you measure that? What's the definition? Uh, all, all of that, right? So, um, so uh, we're looking forward to your help as we move forward in that space. So let's just look at a really brief, like, just sort of case study. And this is, uh, this is Haji Hassan, and he lives on the Sulawesi, uh, Sulawesi Island in Indonesia. And we went in there and delivered that very simple productivity package, and it more than tripled, more than tripled his yield. And, uh, and as a result of doing that, that, uh, that, that over uh, doubled his annual profit to $5,000. Now, I'm sure in this room, when you look at, uh, at $5,000, it's like, well, is that, you know, is that good? Or is, you know, what's, what, is, what is the right amount? Well, in terms of a reference, right now you would say about $1,500 uh, annually would be like the low end of middle class in Asia. So like this kind of doubling of, of Haji's uh, annual profit is like transformational. Like this is huge. Like like he, he's moving up through, and he and he's not one of the poorest farmers. He's not living in poverty. He's one of the best farmers. And this is really like a transformational kind of situation for him. And the goal of our program, I mentioned it earlier, that the goal of this Vision for Change program is to really do that at scale in Africa. 
And uh, in, in this program that we have now on the ground in Cote d'Ivoire, it's sort of a hub-and-spoke model, as you can see. But it really is at that top level, those CDCs are where you're developing planning material, uh, you know, the, the raw material you're going to need to distribute to farmers. The next level, these CVCs, think of them as like they're technicians. They're technicians that can go out and train farmers and take them the planting material, uh, work with them directly on, on fertilizer, and make sure that they're becoming better farmers with the right material. Um, and then really you just do that at scale. You're able to do this hub-and-spoke kind of model that reaches farmers at scale. This is a pilot. We have a, an agreement with the Ivorian government, the Cote d'Ivoire government, uh, we're working with them directly on the ground, and this is a pilot, but a large pilot, at 100, approaching 150,000 farmers, demonstrating really how you do this at scale, how you start to deliver this productivity package um, uh, to farmers. Now, I've talked a lot about the productivity piece of it, but the key element of this, too, is that this becomes like the engine, right? The, the productivity package, the engine, it, it starts to drive the other developments you want to see in the area. So in terms of investments in the environment, investments in the community, this ends up being the fuel that you can develop. It's the lever we know we can pull, and it can help support the other things you want to see happen uh, in those communities and in, in those countries. So just um, like I mentioned, just to be casual about it, but just in terms of what our, what our lessons learned have been, um, like I mentioned in the beginning, the, the current industry efforts haven't been enough, right? To show a graph like that, to show that, uh, that um, yields haven't improved since the 30s, uh, and we know every, every major uh, company, in the uh, tropical company in the world, has programs, has investments, has things we're doing, and clearly that's been fragmented and it, and it, hasn't, it hasn't been enough. But, um, but also I think what other, what, all, what other aspect you need to realize is, like, to reach five to six million farmers, like, it's bigger than anyone really can take on by themselves, right? I mean, the, the problems are the same for many. But, it's, but it really is a large, wild, uh, worldwide kind of issue. And as I just mentioned, the productivity is a key lever. We can pull that productivity lever, but it's not enough. You've got to make sure that, you, that really this is a holistic solution that really, uh, that, that really will benefit people in more ways than just, just the income stream. And then the last one I, pointed, I just really wanted to mention was uh, you really have to do this work on the ground. Right? You have to get into, in, into countries, work on the ground, uh, work with the government, work with the extension, work with research, you have to have feet on the ground doing the work closest to the farmers to really be, be effective uh, in, in this kind of space. So just to uh, just sort of wrap it up, um, you know, in terms of what we really aspire for, in terms of where we want this really to go, is that it gets back to sort of really the, the key elements and definitions of shared vision, which is, you know, having shared vision, having, having shared uh, initiatives, having shared measures. That's where we want to get to as an industry. We, we need to approach this as an industry, and work towards the, the, that common good. Uh, my, my hope would be, my hope would be in the future, that when there's an update on cocoa or the cocoa supply chain, it's uh, it's not me, it's somebody else. It's somebody else from one of my one of my competitors up here, sort of telling the same story, right, and talking about how the industry has come together, and we're sort of all working in one way to really benefit farmers at scale around the globe versus small, sort of fragmented, fragmented programs and. Really, I mean, that's, that's the opportunity. That's the, that's the opportunity here is to help millions of farmers around the world. Uh, and it's more than an opportunity. It ends up being really our responsibility. Thanks a lot.